Welcome back to another episode of Top Drawer Podcast. I'm Adam, here again with my brother Alex as always. Like we said, the international break has come and gone, match week five as well as in the books, and we're moving on to the first uh, the first matches of the group stage of the Champions League took place earlier today. But we're going to jump into the rundown of the last week's Premier League action. We're going to get right into it, go through that, maybe talk a little Champions League, look at what the table's doing, see how everything's going. We do have some more things to chew on, uh, which seemingly are going to be the theme of the year. Uh, we hope they wouldn't be, but they just won't go away. But we'll leave that for a minute. Let's hit the rundown. Roman Abramovich is still wondering what the hell all his money bought as Danny Ng, Shea Adams, and Jan Vestergaard match Werner and Havertz. Right? So so Shea Adams, Danny Ings, and Vestergaard, Werner and Havertz. Three, Those three. are one-to-one. Three-three, right? right? I'm sure they all cost the same amount of money. Yeah, right? yeah. Raheem Sterling's early goal was enough to seal the three points against Arsenal. Meanwhile, no one knows if either of these teams are any good. United score all five in a 4-1 win over Newcastle because they still employ Luke Shaw. Correct. Sheffield and Fulham play to a 1-1 draw in a match that is a perfect example of the opposite of the Mandela effect. No one remembers it happening, but there are actual records that it did, in fact, take place. Brighton leave it late to steal a point as they draw with Palace 1-1. Fabian Balbuena, Davison Sanchez, and Manuel Lanzini tell Jose Mourinho, 3 Three. Three second-half Premier League goals. Respect. Respect. As West Ham come back in the late second half to tie Tottenham. 3-3. 2020 is still well and truly on with the weirdest shit you've never seen before as Ross Barkley scores a late winner to complete the sign of the coming apocalypse as Villa beat Leicester 1-0. The 2021 season has been full of goals. There hasn't been a single, not one, Goalless draw in the four previous weeks. Mm. Eastern European nightclub FC and Burnley have entered the chat. Nil-nil. And Leeds have a rough one as Wolves blank them 1-0. Now, you guys might be saying, but Adam, you forgot one. But I did not. Trust me. There's no fucking way I, I could have, have forgot one. I wouldn't have let him. So we're going all the way back to the first match of the week. Um, the Merseyside Derby. Everton hosting Liverpool. It draws 2-2, and that is, of course, where we will start this week. Of course. So, obviously, obviously, I have my takes on it. Um, I want to hear what you think. Not just the decisions and the non-decisions, all of it. All of it encompassing. Yeah. The, the decisions, the non-decisions, the game. Just give me, download what you, what you, the thoughts you have on it. Well... First and foremost, it was an entertaining 90-plus minutes of football. Let's just start there. And thank God that this international break was over. I didn't know what to do with my hands last right. week. Right. Uh, so that's a good way to come back come back to uh, uh, Premier League football with the Merseyside Derby. Um, so just picking out certain things every now and again. Pickford should have been sent off. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Definitely yes. should have been sent off. Yes. Adrian is garbage. Oh, my gosh. Such trash. Only outdone by Keppa every weekend. Um, offsides, VAR, what the hell is going on here anymore? I don't know what is, what isn't offsides. Are we? If the, if the sleeve hangs off the arm, do you count that, or does it got to be skin tight? Maybe that's why they're doing skin tight jerseys now. I don't know. It was a great game to watch a football. It had everything you want and don't want in football. VAR overturning decisions, knee ligaments exploding, goals, everything you do and don't want in football. Um, red cards with Charleston off, as he should have been. Um, I don't know. It, it was literally, I dare to say perfect because it's not. It was people such, got hurt It was stuff, such but. a good game if you take out. Everything that made it fucking awful. That yeah. took away from what the game Correct, right. really would have been. The weird, not not the weird calls, but the the oddball calls, the VAR decisions, the people getting hurt. You take those things out of the game, and it would have been probably the, had it still ended 2-2, probably the perfect football game that you could have had, especially for an opening weekend coming back in a derby from an international break. How yeah. do you beat that? I mean, so... I want. I don't want to focus on all the bad because that because like you said, and I'm glad you brought it up because it was a great game. 
I sent message to my buddies at the beginning. Liverpool was a hot knife through butter to start. Mm-hmm. They looked as good as I've ever seen them. They were pinging balls left and right, and everything was like they knew. They knew as before they even got the ball that this is where it yeah, was. It was, where it was it's great. Going. It was perfect. Um, they get the early goal. Um, Mane three minutes on from a nice Robertson pullback across the box. Mm-hmm. Robertson looked real good. On yeah, that he was really dangerous. He was asking lots of questions on that left wing, and then, and then all hell breaks loose in the eleventh minute. Um, Van Dyke goes from a set piece, goes to the back post, and Jordan Pickford flies out of goal like a spider monkey, mm-hmm. scissor kicks right into his knee. Yeah, and it's check for offsides. He he was ruled offsides. That one, I don't I don't like it. That was the most offsides anybody yes. was offsides of in that the game. Two, of the two, <laughs> yes. It was like, all right, if that's the rule, then it, okay. He, I guess his arm, which isn't tucked to his body. And, and so, so I understand. Shoulder. So it's changed. It's different from last year because the handball rule now, if it's above like the trim of your short sleeve, it's not a handball. So if it's not a handball, you can score with that. And scoring and fast forwarding to the Mane goal, you could see where they were like you can see where they pinpoint the the crosshairs right, and you could see it was right on the white of the arm sleeve, and yeah. that's and that's what they're looking for. And so so all right, so whatever you call them offsides, but we've had games been over, not just a play been over and a, and and a offsides given. We've had entire matches called full time. And then VAR come back and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, Hold there's up. a penalty. Wait it's a minute. Over. Yeah. I, I, I've seen that firsthand. So the fact that this wasn't looked at, and, and it gets even worse because Arlo White, which is like, he's like the trusting neighbor that you have that mm. when you find out him and his family are moving, like you try to sabotage oh, it because... Right. No one will ever be just that for your way. own selfish or like, gain. Or like if you have a sister and she's dating this guy after she comes back from NYU and he's like the coolest, nicest guy ever. Mm-hmm. And then she screws it up and like you lose yep. all relationship with your sister. That's Arlo White. Like yeah. I can't paint a more, I don't know this person, but I imagine he's the most he kind, would be my best trustworthy yeah. persons like I've ever met. He In the match, he says that, they were told via live link from the, was it PGMOL yeah. or whatever it is, that that David Coote, who was the VAR official, the referee, yeah. did not look for it. He was preoccupied with, with offsides. the offsides and did not check Which for reckless conduct. I, when I was re-watching it... Um, I wasn't... Th- I knew that, but I wasn't thinking about it at the time, mainly because I had forgotten about it. But I was... I knew that VR didn't call for the red card or a penalty or anything, but so I was looking at what Michael Oliver was doing, and he, like, no, no, so he saw it, and that I'm not, he should have called it then and there, but I I wonder, and I'm not in his ear, I wonder how many voices were in his ear about, A, so there's the assistant referee shouting offside in his ear when when they call offside, because he did initially call it. Right, he did yeah, call it. Yeah, yeah. no, so it wasn't. It wasn't right. ruled back. They were checking. So they, they initially called offside. So you got the, he. A puts the flag up, but he's also saying in his microphone, right. "This was offside," and whatever else they're saying. Right. And then I want. I don't know how VAR works specifically. How if they can just tap no into a link, and or does Michael Oliver have to flip a switch and say, "Okay, now I'm going to tap to VAR" because it doesn't seem like it. So it's the it other. Seems like so- VAR just taps in. So now I got two or three people shouting at me while there's four things going on around. Me. But you also had four minutes where he's on the ground with the physio. So normally the way it goes. I agree, is, but I have to have now a conversation because the the referee on the field is the final decision maker when it comes to VAR. Uh, he can take advice and take the ruling, but if he doesn't agree with it, he can then go check so it, and then no, he, rule So VAR. I think the way it goes is VAR can ask him to go take a look if it's not clear cut. Go take a look at your decision, yada, yada. Um, and this comes back to the real crux of it. Uh, I saw a tweet. It was like Australia's A-League, who has, you know, an infinitesimally divided amount of the funds that the Premier League has. Correct. 
And it was this great example of a card of a, a VAR and it was just full disclosure. The viewer, you could see, you could hear, you knew everything that was going on mm-hmm. in this. Well, that's how it is in rugby. That's how it is. The rugby, the, the referee's microphone gets amplified through the stadium and he has to turn and look at the big screen that the entire fans and players go. And you can hear the conversation like it's amplified through the speakers. Yeah. So so let's let's hold this whole yeah. macro part yes, of it to the we end. We do this every week anyways. So. Well, well, just to the end of, of this match. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't do it. Correct. They don't send him off. And he comes out. And it's it's been determined that he's got a grade three ACL tear and seven to nine months, which is just you know, yikes. I mean, so not to make a joke of it, but have fun with Joel Matip because he is not good. You're completely wrong. He's he's really good. He just doesn't ever stay healthy. He's not going to play tomorrow because he's basically on a well, one right, match you a week. In, uh, Gomez, Gomez, no, when Gomez, Gomez, when Gomez is off. He's bad. Yeah. But when Gomez is on, he's really good. He's also really young. But so we, we continue on. Uh, Michael Keane heads in where Virgil van Dyke would have been. Um, Salah scores. That Salah goal. Was where he so just pulls nice. his foot back and fires it. I don't so know nice. how he gets. I don't know where the time. I watched that goal probably 10 times in a row. And I don't know just in timing wise how you can. From being off balance on your right foot or on your left foot to switch into your right foot, pull your foot back, and then fire while the ball is just volleyed at you, it's, and then also have the power, pace, and accuracy to get into the side netting. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good goal. And then Dominic Calvert Lewin rises up, can't stop scoring. Lewin, I do Lewandowski that goal though. Um. So Trent Alexander-Arnold is marking Calvert-Lewin in the it box was, there. Why? Or not Trent. No, uh, no. Andy Robertson's marking him in the box. Trent is, I don't Switched know. Switched off. He is somewhere else. That was unconscionable. 15 yards off him. And he wasn't even, it's not like it came from up the pitch. They showed it in like in the buildup. They showed him on his hip holding the high line. Mm-hmm. And then as the ball was played, he just never ran with him. No, he just stopped. He stayed off like eight yards. Yeah. And I mean, well, it's... and then you had, and then when the ball's finally crossed into the box, you have Gomez is in front of Calvert Lewin, but guarding nobody. Yeah, he He's was... just standing there. And then it leaves, it's up to Andy Robertson to try to guard uh, yeah. uh, Calvert Lewin, which just isn't going to happen. Yeah. That so, was just a bad goal, all types of around. Yeah, it was, it was really poor. Nine minutes later, Richarlison comes through. On a heavy challenge, studs straight through Tiago's upper shin. It was a two-footer. And well, two-shinner, I guess. That, that's a broken leg challenge right there. Tiago is probably not going to play in the Champions League match for Liverpool, but it seems like most likely the, the next Premier League match next weekend. Yeah. Everything seems to be good, which is, is really good news. Mm-hmm. Um, but how he gets sent off, and just as an aside... I'm a big fan as a Liverpool fan of Richarlison never turning up for derbies because he doesn't. Correct. And I'm not a big fan of how he does play when he's in derbies. I, I'm just going to call it because like, this isn't the first time he's played. Like, if you want to play a little, you know, kicks and nickels, what, what he, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to harp too much on it because mm. you either, you either agree or you don't. And there's, there's a 20th of the Premier League that doesn't agree with him. Yeah, I have, and they wear I have no so, comments against it. But from there, Thiago stays on, continues to play. And he, I thought when he made this pass to Mane, he, he was looking like crossfield, like he was going to switch to Trent. And he played it, a no-look pass. And I thought, did you really need to not no-look? Mm-hmm. And then I saw a still frame after the match of it. And it showed basically the spatial... I don't know, dependencies is the right word, of everybody on the pitch defensively, where they were and what space they were in and space that their positioning yeah, occupied. They were occupying, yeah. And him looking that way kept this small window of what you would assume would have been covered down with a step or two this way or the other. Mm-hmm. And so he put it right there for Mane, right back in. You know, Henderson hits it and... Nothing's weaker than wet paper mache other than Jordan Pickford's wrists. Correct. 
because that goes right in over, mm-hmm. you know, pops up and goes in. Although, to be fair, he made three saves that I don't think he he's some, ever made in his life. I was trying to measure if he had, like, arm extension implants sometime last week. Because he's only got week. little arms. He's only yeah, got short it was, arms. I've never seen him make the saves he made in that ever. game ever in his entire career. And and then when I saw the goal give up in the 98th minute or whatever it was, I was there like, there he is, is. there he is. That didn't last. The steroid yeah. shot wore off, wore off. So, but then that gets overturned. Mm-hmm. And Gotta watch those arm sleeves. You, you mentioned last week, Ty goes to the runner here in America. Correct. But we also talked about what's the point of offsides? Like, what is the inherent reasoning to have that? And that's not it. No. And neither was Virgil's, right? That's not what that rule is there to protect. Um, And so it was ruled off, and it was a 2-2 draw. Um, But, you know, Pickford sent off. You know, I think I posted something. I probably would have had a better keeper. I was going to say, I posted a tweet that said, you know, that was probably the harshest thing they could have gave Everton is not send him off. That was probably a conversation. I was like, why don't we leave him on there? Uh, And then he goes out to make worldy saves the rest of the game for the most part. So there's there's two main things. Obviously, the referee angle, and I'm going to kind of dive in on a little bit. Um, But the other part is, let's talk about goalkeepers. Because that action, anywhere else on the pitch, by any other player in any other moment, Straight red. Diving through, so leaving your feet, diving mm-hmm. through the leg of a person, whether you're trying to play the ball or not, it's never not a straight red. Mm-hmm. But yet you see clashes like that with goalies. Maybe not to that, like, okay, how did he not get sent off? But you see that more often than not, yeah. that goalies commit fouls that don't even get called a foul. Well, where I'll- anywhere else in the field, it's... It's number one with a bullet red. When I was listening to it, uh, I don't remember if it was Lee Dixon or if it was... Uh, I, th- I think it was Lee. It had to have been. He's ta- he's trying to, like, in the moment when, when everything is still getting sorted out. They haven't done the offside yet and everyone's figuring out what's going on. And they're talking before they even know that offside is being talked about. They're, they're talking about, like, is there possible red card implications, whatever. Yeah. And Lee's like, you know... Uh, Pickford's trying to say things like, you know, I was, I'm, I'm going for the ball. You know, I got a challenge. The ball's coming over my shoulder. I can't see the ball. He's right there. I got a challenge for the space type of thing, which is, I mean, it's not a not valid argument. However, the tackle in itself, when, when you don't have the ball, you have no opportunity to have it. It's one thing to go in. You could just run over. You could just barrel over him right. and not get a straight red. You'd probably give a penalty away. But it's a safer play than just diving at the legs and sweeping legs out from underneath people. Just throwing your body. Yeah, just get in the space. Like you, no one can ever do that. Yeah. Yet, here we are. But it's it's kind of it's similar to like uh, uh, the deference that we give quarterbacks here in America in in our football. It's like it's kind of opposite. You can't touch right. them. You can't right. do anything to them, even if they're in a position where they shouldn't be treated with such high level. They're running the football downfield. You know, okay. You're a running back now. I'm going to smoke you. You can't do that. Or at least you, they'll well, flag you for it, even though you technically can type of thing. Yeah. So, and that that's the one thing that, you know, it, it's, you see it more times than you don't is that, it, and it doesn't make any sense. Um, no, it doesn't. But, but kind of going into this micro aggression, if you will, and I'm going to try to be as impartial and objective about this as I can, because the, it, it needs to be, right? I don't want this to be gripe session, right? Because mm-hmm. here's the truth. It was one point. Liverpool is still in third. The call doesn't not make his ACL torn, right? So whatever. I don't need a retrospective ban on Pickford. I don't care because it's already done. And and just a, just a note to everybody out there trying to take their digs at Liverpool, asking or demanding the league to give explanations on the offsides and the non-red. It's not like Liverpool is the only team that has ever done this, okay? Because over half a dozen or over a dozen teams last year did it, including Everton. Teams do this all the time. Correct. In fact, here in America, the NFL, it is common practice every week that every team sends Ex- almost every week sends film with questions about calls yeah. and they want to know, right? Why was this called? What was blah, blah, blah. This is what we, da, 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 da. Okay. So Michael Oliver is the country's best official. Everybody can agree on that, right? 
Generally, yeah. he's the only one that got a World Cup nod, mm-hmm. or the or not a World Cup nod, uh, Champions League nod last year and the year before, I believe. Yeah, he was staring down the barrel at that. There is a picture from behind uh, the Liverpool goal line that zooms in, and you can see him run past while Pickford is in the air, it's, landing on it. It's turned. I mean, looking right at, right at, it. at yeah. it. So it should have never got that. Maybe far. He blinked. Period. David Coote is the same official. VAR official at the time that did not send out off uh, Locello for his stomp last year, right? I'm having a, a blank against who it was. Uh, da, 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 on Aspilicueta in mm. Chelsea. So he was the VAR official looking at it again and didn't. The, the PGMOL, or, or I'm sure I'm butchering that, came out last year and said that he missed it. He should have. Mm-hmm. He'll learn from this and we'll train for this. Mm. Here we are. He was also one of the same official. He was this match day official last year. I think it was against Burnley who didn't give a penalty that should have been to Andy Robertson. And if you remember, at the end of the match, Klopp was out there not too happy talking. And so was Robertson because there was no fans in the stadium. Yeah. You could hear it on the mic. And he's like, he says something about the other, or the assistant referee. He's like, what's he even out there for? He's like, my fucking God, what's the point of yous then? Mm-hmm. What's the point of yous? Because it was. It was right in front of him and he didn't call it. So th- there's a there's an absolute list of all of these things, not just Liverpool related, because there was another one, I think it was in uh the EF in the championship last year. Something happened. And it was it was like arm was com- I forget who was playing. Arm was completely out to the side, like yeah. 90 degrees extended. Hit him right in, like, the forearm and the box. Everyone saw it. Didn't call it. So we don't have the cause and effect to be able to see and hear what's happening. But in things like this, when it's the same name and the same types of errors. needs to be some type of accountability. When there's no accountability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When it's this good. I understand there's a referee shortage out there, right? But you know what? It's still not. You can't. Right, because and this is a big thing that we had in in American football. It was especially when they were trying to institute additional replay and and what can be overturned via replay, what can even be looked at via replay automatically versus having to be challenged and so on. It was all right. Is the goal to get the call right, or is the goal to have some type of fluidity in the game? And and we decided, and what seems like the EPL is deciding is we want the call to be right. We're, we will take a delay in the game for the call to be correct, for the right red card, for the right yellow card to go to the right person. So, Because we saw that, I mean, God, how many times in the last 10 years had the yellow card gone to the wrong person because a thousand people surround the referee right when he goes to right. and he forgot who the fuck it went to. Hell, there so was it's a- like, all right, so we want the call to be right. And that's what they seem like to be deciding. So if that's the goal, well, then there needs to be a... I get, we all understand it's a developing move, right? right? This ain't going to happen overnight. But things like that three four matches in a row with the same guy over a two three year span we go okay well now wait a minute all right don't fire him move him somewhere else make him do something else but well, what are you gonna make him do well i don't know because him... they had he he was in the var booth with tv screens and a forward a backwards a play right. a pause right. like he had and if you can't and this isn't he so, so this is the other part i said that Arlo White said at via live link that they were told it wasn't looked that they didn't check for. Mm-hmm. Well, then it comes out again later in the day. No, no, no. He looked for it and they deemed it not to be reckless. Mm. Well, that's bullshit. Right. Because it is. You can't say, say it, it's right, not. Because that's then the wrong call, which is almost worse. <laughs> so then it comes out. The Daily Mail had a piece yesterday. And then it comes Oof. out for some some more respected Liverpool journalists. Um, Paul Joyce being one of them from the Times, I think uh, David Maddock from the Mirror, that they were told, Liverpool insiders and senior officials were told by a senior official from the league that he didn't check for it. Of course he didn't. And then today, uh, uh, Kevin Miller, I believe is the name, and I'm not sure his capacity, but he comes out and says that, oh, no, no, we did. No, it was. So there's four instances of, no, we didn't, sorry, yes, we did, and we got it right, or wait, no, we didn't, and yes, we did. So 
it's this good old boys country club thing. And if that's the case, you know, you're never going to get accountability. Here. No, no. Well, I mean, we've never had accountability in the past. And I can't think of any particular time that we've had that, that referees or, or even outside just anywhere generally in the EPL have had any type of accountability between the owners, coaches, managers, referees. I mean, the board, the, the FA board. I mean, when, when, when have we seen it here? I mean, we, we can gripe all we want about it and we should continue to, but yeah. I don't, and we're going to have more of this. I mean, well, we, that's we, what I mean. This isn't going to end. You know, this is VAR corner here. Cause this is what's going to, it's going to be more. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll create a segment here for VAR corner. Yeah. We'll make a little 20 minute segment. We'll each have other. to get something more than just these beers we're drinking. Well, all right. Yeah. Bleed into our other podcast and get to cocktail hour a lot sooner. A therapy session. There it is. So, but let, let's move off this point. I know we, I feel, you know, there was a lot to chew on there. To be fair, the, the week was kind of a bit drab. With all Am the I, goals, still. Yeah, the, I bit, mean. A bit lackluster to an extent. There there are a couple things to talk about. I mean, Chelsea Southampton. Uh, three, three. So the rich boys get off the, I mean, Timo Werner, you paid him for a reason. He's got a brace. He's got a brace and he's got two fantastic goals within the brace. He's a hell of a player and he's going to, he's going to score goals, right? Yeah. And then, well, then that's my thing. I'm I'm not praising him because he's doing that. I'm praising because the money's paying off type of thing. I mean, his, he left that dummy to himself, which nutmegged whoever the defender was, who the hell cares, runs in scores. And then. He Jorginho sends one over top, and I was listening to the to the cast, and they were like, "Yeah, Jorginho with a fantastic assist." No, 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 no. Vorner kicked it up over. He, he looped the goalkeeper and then headed it. He, he assisted himself with that goal. Yeah, he's it was a, fantastic. He's a great player. But Keppa. Oh my god. We got we got to. I can't not talk about Keppa when he does these. Types so Keppa's supposed to be out, but Mendy. Right. Gets hurt on, you know, super important international duty, of right. course. Which he was back in tonight, thank God, for Chelsea and for the rest of us so we don't have to watch Keppa in uh, Chelsea's UCL game tonight. Um, but, yeah, Keppa made himself look like a fool. But prior to that, Danny Ings made him look like an absolute, absolute novice at football. At- I- I'm such a Danny Ings fanboy. I mean, I think I said this prior. Yeah, when yeah. he came to Liverpool, I was so happy because he was one of those guys who are like, he works and he's just gonna he's just gonna score. I didn't think he'd be twenty and twenty, especially at Southampton. Yeah. But super made up for a guy like him, lots of injuries. Looked like his career probably could have gone down the toilet after those injuries at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. But he's made the most of it and he just won't stop yeah. scoring. And you love to see it. You love to see it. I mean I need I don't even I don't wanna watch Kepa. I love watching Chelsea look dumb. I, I don't want to watch that anymore. Well, you're nicer than me because I don't want to like no. Him. I want Chelsea to continue to lose. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to watch Kepa anymore. I I I have too much respect for the game. I don't want to see that anymore. It's disrespectful to me and me wasting my time to watch a football match and watch him be a eighty million pound goalkeeper. Yeah. I'm insulted now. Yeah. It's almost like a personal thing because you see how unbelievably bad he is at his job, and you're like. But I am not making the money he's making to no. do that. So then you're like, if you want he's ba- really bad. But if you want a bad goalkeeper, I'll take a quarter of his salary right but now. But you're realizing that you, they're not doing that, which means how bad and unathletic we really are. Yeah, okay, I and don't want to think about that. But that's much. what I mean. That's why you. That's why you get. I'm mad also not six seven, but that clearly doesn't, doesn't mean that, that makes you a gold doesn't goalkeeper. Help him. Keppa doesn't do corners. He doesn't do a lot of things, and being a decent goalkeeper is one of them. I want to. I don't want to talk about the match because there wasn't much to it, Man City Arsenal. But I do want to ask you a question real quick, uh, Sergio Aguero sure. and the the lineswoman. What's your take on his his pleading with her, and then his place of the hand on her shoulder after it was clear his he wasn't getting his way. Yeah. So I didn't watch the game. I only saw it on a highlight. I didn't like it just as as somebody to do that. Yeah. If I, I were to see that in public, I wouldn't like it either. So, you know, and you, you look on football Twitter and football Twitter, uh, probably not the best litmus tests of 
goes and no goes. But, you know, one side is ardently against it. Mm. And the other side is saying, you know, women, women's equality and you treat them like men. When was the last time you I don't... saw a single, and I'm sure, I'm sure, go ahead, get your keyboards out, start mm-hmm. typing and send me all the images. But the point is, how many of those were then penalized? Because you shouldn't put your hand on the official period. Correct. I've never seen Sergio Aguero do that. Well, that's the thing. You don't touch officials. Well, you yeah. get yellow cards for touching officials. You get kicked out of games and, and if you you're, get post-match bans. If you're too daft officials. to understand the connotation of one of the, I, I believe that's the only female lines uh, official in the Premier League. I believe so. so. If you don't, um, if you're too daft to understand the connotation that that is someone who is breaking down a door that should have been open for someone much sooner than what it was, and something like that. Yeah. That show me all the other times Sergio Aguero has I, argued right. with an official, a male official, and then not put his hands on them. Also, in a in a. Come on. Yeah. Come also on. a linesman at that. Not a referee, right? Because they always kind of touch their hands and like kind of grab their forearms. Like, hey, don't give them the yellow card. Come on. Yeah. Come on. But yeah, no, yeah, it wasn't like this, I'm Sergio Aguero. Here's what the call should have been type of thing. Are you sure you want to make that call? Yeah, was... Are you sure you want to put that flag up? Is that what you're saying? I like yeah. it one bit. Not great. So you guys, though, you guys were banging in the goals. United 4-1 over Newcastle. Yeah, five goals scored in one match. I haven't seen that in a little while. You guys score five because you guys still employ Luke Shaw. I don't really have. I literally don't wrote. I wrote one note and it was. They looked good in the second half. That was the only note I wrote. Yeah, I mean, well, they. Bad, bad own goal, but you get out of the way in the second minute and you come back and you score four. Now you bang them in the last eight minutes, but good to see. Good to see uh, Harry get off the mental schneid, although. Again, the internet was just ablaze like he had, you know, beaten mm-hmm. brain cancer and yep. came back. Yeah, I know. The I was... guy got drunk and had a fight in Greece, you know. Sounds like the police were a little dirty when it happened. I'm not yeah. blaming him for it. But it wasn't like, you know, his whole family died and he had yeah. to get over well, terminal they're also, cancer. Well, they're right? also saying that somehow this goal uh, redeems all the shit goalkeeping or uh, shit defending he's done in the last four he's games. He's still a refrigerator. Yeah, so it's like right. until that's resolved, I prefer he just not score goals and work here's, on his uh, <laughs> defending. Here, here's something that, and this transcends all sports. Just everything is in an absolute, right? Either are you Harry Maguire, absolute shit. Well, no, but Harry Maguire, not $80 million defender. No. Harry Maguire is, is back and has triumphed over all of his demons. Why? Because he... He got a goal? Because he got a goal? No. Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> uh, was an important goal at the time. It was, you know, but... after the own goal. Yeah. But, you know, can we stop with this hyperbole like that? You know, it's not just let things be what they are. It's a 90-minute match. It's a 38-match season domestically. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that is not the answer. Yeah. Right? Either way. If he had a bad game, it wouldn't have been the final nail in the coffin. Well, so and, and, and another thing I'll say about that is uh, the only so the Harry Maguire goal was a good goal. Only our only first half goal, our only goal that was sub 80th minute, and that squared squared the game up, which was important, and kind of switched the run of play, which was nice. And then we came back second half and scored the four. And then um, the only other. Thing I'll say about that game was uh, Bruno Fernandez's goal. The the entire play leading up to it, Donnie Van de Beek, who for some reason can't start, uh, but I don't every understand. Time, I don't understand that one bit. His feet touch the pitch. He may not score. He may not even assist every game. But there's some little magic that happens every time his feet touch the pitch, and I don't know what's going on there. Um, but he links up with Bruno and Rashford, and Bruno gets a nice little curler into the back top corner. That goal was fantastic, uh, but Ali said I wasn't. It wasn't Ali. Somebody said after the game, "This is when our season starts." And maybe it was a pundit. I don't know. I just saw it on the Football World Twitter, and I was I scoffed at that so much. I was like, first thing, your season started when everybody else's season starts. Second thing, I don't believe you because you haven't proved it yet. But then I watched today's UCL game, which maybe we'll get into later. Maybe we won't. And I'm not sold on that our season started after the Newcastle game, but I like what I saw tonight after playing PSG. And so maybe that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, I mean, look, you never have to apologize for winning. Yeah. No matter how. I mean, 
It's just, that's what you need to do. Um, so, all right, Newcastle. Newcastle's kind of been Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, they've been a little on and off. They yeah. look great, and then they, they don't. And so, but it, it was good to see. Uh, the big one, though, was, I mean, the return, right, mm. of the prince. The prodigal son returns. That's right. That's right. Imagine the firepower that is there in London now. Mm. You're waxing that ass. You're up 3-0 already. Oh, what's that? What's that? You're what? down. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Who's this? Gareth Bale? Right. Yeah, you want some more? You're right. There was a tweet that I had shared of some random, you know, Tottenham fan, you know. They, we bring on Bill, they bring on Lanzini. And then Declan Rice goes, this aged well. Like a fine foot cheese it did, yeah, man. It did. It was it 82nd minute. This is when Balbuena scores the goal. Mm-hmm. Lanzini with an absolute World screamer, World. dude. When you say top drawer. Oh, my God. That's going to be the gift that des- that describes and defines this podcast. Of that goal. You can't get that closer to the top bar it was without dinking it off it. Absolute banger, man. Bins. An absolute banger. I have worldy in all capitals yeah. and underlined on my paper right now. Now, the other thing, though, is Harry Kane. I mean, he's Harry Kane in it. He's not He's not scoring a lot, but it's, he's assisting the shit out of everything. Well, so he had, he had, another, he had another two today. Mm-hmm. And an assist. So he's got... Um, man, oh, it's on my second sheet. I want to get this right. Five goals and seven assists. And it's the most total goal contributions through match week five, I believe, in the Premier League history. It may be further than that. I'm almost positive it's only Premier League. But five and seven. And it's weird, right? Because I'll be completely honest... Um, I've been a Harry Kane, I don't want to say a hater, but I just didn't think he was complete. You I know? always thought... Every, and to be, yeah. to be fair to myself, he wasn't. He's never done anything like this. Now, you don't always want your striker to... 40 yards behind the run of play. Yeah, yeah, you know, the striker's job is to score goals. It's not to provide 25 assists, right? Only the greatest ever type do those things. Tough can do you. both of them at that level, yeah. right? But man... And I think the craziest thing is, you know, would you have expected him to do this under Pochettino or under Mourinho at the end of his career? Like, well, what manager did you expect to get the creative, the creative best yeah, out of Harry It definitely Kane? would have been Pochettino. Pochettino. However, knowing in hindsight how Pochettino transitioned that team or – move that team into it, like a Pep Guardiola hold the ball like yeah we want a high fly but then when they got good enough to hold the ball all they did was hold the ball and do a bunch of nothing yeah I mean which look, sounds like a, a Jose Mourinho but it's it's you know it's odd that that's that's kind of where it came from like we joked at the beginning he's Chris he's he's English Christian Eric six foot four yeah, Christian Eric like, yeah I so, mean, that, that pass he had for the opening goal for Son, that was a 60-yard cross-field curler drop at the feet in the 18-yard box pass. I mean, that's a Javi pass. That's a Paul Scholes 1999 yeah. pass. That's like old-school shit right there. Yeah, he – and that's the thing. These aren't like – so we kind of – I don't want to say we're discrediting Calvert-Lewin, but a lot of his goals have been – he was where he needed to be, which is the hey, skill, right? That's what you're paid to do. But it wasn't so Harry Kane isn't just putting layoffs, no. right? I mean, he's he is honestly creating. Yeah. So, I mean, you know he's good for at least two more goals that he'll claim, right? Mm. Whether he scores them or not. So put two more down. He'll 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 vie for them. <laughs> he'll lobby for them. Yeah. But I just, it really is the sign of the times that, that this is the stuff that's happening, right? Because, you know, Arsenal kind of look good, but every time we think there's going to be a test, the test is kind of, eh. Yeah. Man City, I mean, it's, I got to listen to pundits on TV talking about, well, why are they struggling so much? They finished the top goal scorers the past three years. Well, you know, when you lose David Silva and De Bruyne, is out. okay, you're right. 
However, it's not like they don't have horses. Right. Right? Right. So you can take a relative step back when you lose. And let's be fair, an older Dave, uh, David Silva. Yeah. It wasn't like this is 28-year-old yeah. uh, David Silva. This 33-year-old right? David Silva. And De Bruyne, best midfielder in the world. Correct. I get it, right? Not good to have him out. Foden still coming up. You've got Riyad Mahrez. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got still, Sterling you, up front. Still have Sterling. For some reason, you got Fabinho around there somewhere. Or not Fabinho, Fernandinho around there doing something. Uh, you know, now maybe don't spend all the money on people like, you know, Mendy and, mm. you know, Rodrigo, so or, you know, Rodri. I said Rodrigo. That's Leeds. Rodri, you know. So, but they, it's not like they don't have these horses. So I don't want to hear that from no. ESPN pundits. Well, maybe this is why. Well, he said Foden is untouchable because he's the next. So maybe he should be the next. Maybe you should start playing. Like maybe you should get a better actually. haircut first. So I look like Friar Tuck. If anyone's, ever, if anyone's ever watched the show uh, Raised by Wolves on HBO Max, the no. new one, there is an android at the beginning for one of the groups, and he has the same haircut. That like huge receding hairline, tight bowl cut mm. with a little floomp. In the front, it kind of like bangs out a little bit. That super fryer tuck. Yeah. What, wasn't Phil Foden playing on the right wing at the start of this season? Now he's playing left mid. Possibly, possibly. Which, and I'm not entirely certain. I don't know what he plays for England. I know he. I don't know if he started this past week with England when, and they're friendly. But I don't know. I don't even know what he's supposed to play. I know he's supposed to be good. Yeah, I so don't I know. Think, is he a winger? Is he a midfielder? Whole, is think, he a striker? I have no idea. Yeah, so I'm I'm a little in the dark too, and He's that's also next, because the next what? I think it's the it's weird because you know England has an affinity for their English players like that. You know the the Skulls, the Lampard, and the Gerrards, those number eights, those box to box, do it all. But Pep doesn't use that's midfielders not, he, like that. No, he has. Pep has seven number nines on the field, yeah. a number ten, and then three yeah. defenders yeah. in the back with a goal. Like that, no, those numbers don't work out. But that's what he's got. No. So I, I just think it's time for him to step up and time for the excuses to stop. Well, it's Pep Guardiola. So. Well, not excuses. I don't want to say not excuses from him, but from the media. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. It's okay yeah. to say Pep's not getting enough because that's the other thing. Nobody ever criticized Phil Foden's been in the team. And this is, I guess, I kind of forgot this is where I wanted to go with this. Phil Foden's been in the team, right? He's allegedly, you know, the the golden boy. He's been under Pep's wing. Mm. You've got Bernardo Silva still there. Riyad Mahrez has been there. So if you can't absorb De Bruyne getting hurt and you knew Silva was leaving, what are you doing, Pep? Yeah. Were you guys really... who all in on the better? Messi line was that? Are they really just shit out of luck? But after even aside that? from that, because Messi wasn't Messi didn't try to force his way out to the end of the season. They knew well, they the, knew Silva was leaving. This was my point: is you knew he was leaving. You knew you probably weren't getting Messi, and yet you didn't prepare even without buying anyone else. Not preparing somebody to to and fill the Riyad, role. Riyad Mahrez was a Premier League Player of the Year. It's yeah. not like you had to mold him. He doesn't play in the left though. But the the point is, there's creativity everywhere already in your team and so if you're still not getting it with that roster okay whether it's tactics or inability to make the pieces fit guess what man no one walks into that door and puts on that terrible sky blue shirt disgusting without pep wanting them yeah and so to be fair, with Sergio Aguero back, Sterling's back to the left, Riyad Mahrez on the right, Aguero up front, Foden somewhere. somewhere on the field, yes. And Fernandinho playing the six, so that means you only need one other midfielder, which Bernardo they Silva. got. Bernardo yeah. Silva. I mean, And then just put it back. That's one of the best front outfields you can have in all of football. And so, I, you know, I, they did win. I don't want anybody to get too mad because I'm not saying that. But one nil to a these are some Arsenal questions side. that were asked. It was like, you know, and, and they drew 1-1 with Leeds last week. Mm-hmm. So I we're going to keep an eye on them. Well, because like I said in the rundown, we don't know if any of these teams are any good between Arsenal and them. Apparently the only good teams are Villa and Everton. Yeah, I'm not saying that Man City's bad. But you know, you all listening and us, we know the standard that Man City's at. Are they still in that conversation? 
I'm not going to say no until I definitely know that they're on the decline. Yeah. But they haven't given me confidence to say, no, don't think about that. There's no decline coming. I'm not saying they're in it, but I'm still in a wait and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we're in so a holding pattern right, right now above that he had. Yeah. Because of a lot of these things. So, all now, right. What if our, uh, uh, I think both of our uh, uh, fired coaches things are kind of out the window. First uh, fired manager. I don't know. What if it's Pep? No, no well, I'm not so, saying it's Pep, but, but what if it's Pep? There's no way he's the first. What if he steps away? He wouldn't, Do we count he wouldn't that? get fired. Do we count yeah. that if he no, steps he, away? They would not fire him because no. Pep, so it's an optics thing. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. Because he who are you then going to get? For who are you reasons? then going to get? Because that's a problem, right? You fire someone like that, and obviously Champions League is the goal, but those people you want, right, they're going to say – well, if they barrel out after uh, in group stage, they still won't fire him. They'll do the behind the closed door. And he'll leave, and he'll leave, and summer. he'll get paid to be quiet. Or he might even leave in the winter at something. Mm-hmm. Like if, if 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 it becomes a calamity, you know they go out in the group stage oh, and they're fifth place, and they just don't look good. He'll step away. They they could not fire him. They'll pay him a bunch of money to agree that. I'm not being fired. I'm stepping away. Because if you I fire Pep, that. who's won so much there and played some great, un, mm-hmm. made some great, unbelievable teams there, you just you don't want that ever ending on a bad note, especially in the middle yeah. of a season like that. Because if I'm, you know, the next great manager, if I'm Julian Nagelsmith, mm-hmm. do I want to step into that? Do I want to show up? And know that if I don't win the treble, if I don't win the most difficult thing to win mm-hmm. in club football, the Champions League, that I'm a failure. True. I don't want to do that. I'll wait for a better job, right? You know, I'll wait for Dortmund. a job where I can I'll still wait. do that. However, I don't need to do that. I'll wait for Byron. Which yes, Byron has this. I'm not saying they don't have the same expectations. It's also, Byron easier league to to win domestically. And kind of focus on that. You know, a club like Liverpool, who our expectations are definitely raised. However, it's not this conglomerate where everybody knows money is not an object and you can just print it Mm -hmm. and get whoever you want. You should win it all. No excuses type thing. So I can't can't see Pep being the first out. I will say this. Brendan Rodgers... Let me tell you, it's definitely not going to be Dean Smith at Villa. Nope. But Brendan <laughs> Rodgers, you're, uh, that's two straight losses. Let me give you their upcoming fixtures, right? All right. This is going to run all the way until February 2nd. So, Arsenal, Leeds, Liverpool, Brighton, Spurs, United, Palace, Southampton, Everton, Leeds, Fulham. I can... S- Fulham is Fulham and Brighton. Fulham's, Fulham's a win. Brighton's Brighton be should tough, at, but that Brighton should be, a win. should be a win. Yeah. So there's two. Southampton. That'll be a game. I think it's a toss up. When when how far away is Southampton? So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks. Eight eight premier match weeks. And in at least six of those, there's top six teams. Or top five. Arsenal leads, which Leeds scored one last week and none this week. Bielsa needs mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. get them going. Liverpool, Brighton, like we said. Spurs, United, Palace. Uh, the Palace-Southampton is a toss-up. Then you got Everton, Leeds, and then Fulham is the first All right, so you with have, a bullet. Like You got four. Oh, shit. Because there are some games in there that if you lose, you could say, look, those are good teams. Arsenal looks pretty good. Liverpool were the champions. They're still pretty good. You know, Spurs, United. But there are also some games in there. Obviously, Leeds, Brighton. Villa and Everton are in there. Or not Villa, Villa's Everton's not. in there. Palace, Southampton. Well, Everton's a little bit further back. I'm, mm. I, I'm not talking yeah. them down. They're a one. The way they're playing is, yeah, okay, they're a great side. It's it's not okay to lose, but it's not. But there are some teams in there that if you do lose, it's not like Fulham beating you, but... You definitely shouldn't have lost. Yeah. So, some sticky ones in there. I so, don't... If, if Scott, what's his name, isn't it, at, uh, at Fulham, doesn't get 
fired Scott, right? I forget his last name. John Blake. My my Brendan Rogers shout, especially if Jamie Vardy, he's you know got a little knock, didn't play this week. Something hap, excuse me, if something happens and he has a, a couple weeks off, they could go on a slide. Is there? I mean, I mean, big Sam's at Newcastle. I mean, I don't want to start doing a bunch mm-hmm. of. Uh, mm-hmm. Got me right. No, right. Steve Bruce. Got me Steve right. Bruce. I took a beer. It's the other. Beer. It's the other uh, uh, big yeah. fat former yeah, United the other, player. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Steve Bruce is at Newcastle. Newcastle has been Jekyll and Hyde, but if they start oh, turning go. more Hyde, then Mike they... Ashley's not going to fire him. Well, Mike Ashley doesn't. Know... He's got to put the pie down first. But all right, well let's 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 look forward. Yeah, right? let's get out of match week five. Um, not going to spend much time. Can I can I make one point? Can I do a little interlude you in can. between match yeah. weeks? Yes, <clears throat> match weeks. Um. So first thing. Just we we brought it up earlier. So uh, Chelsea drew one uh, one, right? Isn't this right? Don't I have this right? I didn't watch the game. Chelsea no nil 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 with Sevilla, right? Yep. Yeah. So they're bottom of their table behind. <clears throat> let me tell you this. Well, technically they're ahead of their their tops. They no, they're not one point right? because Krasendor oh, and right. Renee drew one one, so they're ahead on on uh, yeah. uh, goal right. difference. That's just fun to look at. And then moving uh, to Group uh, H with United in uh, Champions League. Uh, United beat 2-1 PSG at the Parc de Princes. Um, I mean, Marcus Rashford loves playing in the rain in Paris. That's uh, the, the Pat the owner, right? Yeah. That meme. Uh, but so just wanted to bring that up for a moment. And yeah, so let's fun. also say this. Uh, PSG, I know they're missing some midfielders. They look like trash. No. And as much as – and this kind of led into from, from Newcastle over the weekend into this. I mean, I don't want to heap too much praise on Oliver's tactics because they haven't been good this season in the EPL. But whatever he designed, set up, and then and then uh, uh, activated or, or, or created in, in that game tonight was exactly what was required to defeat – what PSG, the players they put out and the tactics they put out, a back three turning into a back five when necessary flying wing backs. Everything was exactly what it needed to do. We should have had four or five goals that game, but for some reason we just didn't because people were being dumb and I was screaming at my laptop. Yep, they uh, they look good. PSG looked disinterested, disjointed. Passes were all short. Neymar, Mbappe, I mean – if the ball's not in their team's possession, they just root to the ground you, so I, much. I'm not certain I've ever seen Angel Di Maria work as hard as he did, which was interesting to say. Right. <laughs> but, um, all right, so that was just there. And also, just one brief thing. Um, I have it written down here somewhere. Tim Howard. Sounds like he's on, like, seven Xanax. Downers, yeah. It is Wake awful. Wake up, Tim awful to listen to when he's when he's going through the lineup of a team i want to blow my own brains out it's like have you seen this sheet yet have you yeah. have you done any Do you pre-show reads yeah did somebody just pull you off the street and say hey here's a microphone you need to read this okay that's all i needed and then we can move on i'm glad you brought that up because yeah. i've been listening to it for the last for the last five weeks pick it up tim like he i used to like him when he was in the box with arlo on days that lee and graham would be off or something he was pretty decent then i could deal with this kind of soothing tone versus the the action-packed uh commentator whoever it was peter drury or other way whoever it was shouting about something but yeah no so match week six let me run through the the games actually hang on who's your top boy top drawer top boy of the week i was kicking around between uh uh calvert lewin um and harry kane it's going to be harry kane which i see here on the list that it is yours as yep. well um, I had to leave off Calvert Lewin because I was th- I was I'm, I'm putting what he what he did in 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 the winner or in the in the in the attire I should say, um, and I'm I'm putting that in total with all he's done this whole season, right? And not what just this week was. So it's got to be Harry Kane. It's got to be. Yeah, no, I think uh, we're both on that. Can't I mean he's got two and one. Nope, he was beat that. playing great. I mean Timo Werner could get an honorable mention, but Harry Kane, yeah. Um, so looking forward to next week. Obviously, we have um, Liverpool and Ajax tomorrow, and uh, Porto and Man City tomorrow, and the other two um, 
other two in Champions League, and then uh, Rapid Rapid Ween mm. and Arsenal and uh, uh, <laughs> Leicester and uh, Ziora Luhansk. It's my uh, phonetic pronunciation. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, it's Europa. No one knows. So those are those are on. Uh, I believe they are Thursday. Yeah, both of them are Thursday. Yeah. So for the weekend, though, we start uh, with some Friday night football. Villa uh, is hosting Leeds at 3 p.m. That'll be fun. Villa, man. I mean, they're... It'll be a fun test for Villa. I mean, they look great. I I expect them to win, but it'll be a fun test. See if Leeds can pull it back. So Saturday morning... um, Oh, this is, hang on, before we go, I wanted to make this comment when we were talking about West Ham, and I completely forgot about it. So I was at the zoo with the family. We, oh, did, yeah. a, we did a trick-or-treat thing for the kids at the zoo, so we went to the zoo. So I didn't get to see it. So the only explanation I can think is that, like, the 80th minute, they drug fucking David Moyes out and threw him into the street mm. and FaceTimed him, right, while he's That's standing out works, in the rain. Right? Because they didn't, they realized like, holy shit, he's in the grounds. Like, what are we doing? He must have had the most rousing halftime speech, but that, but with a delayed effect. Like you know those pills you can take yeah. that have the delayed time uh, release capsules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, so this is what jogging on. So uh, West Ham starts Saturday off seven thirty a.m. They host City, Fulham uh, hosts Palace at ten, United hosts Chelsea at twelve thirty. And then in the matinee, Liverpool hosts Sheffield at 3 p.m. Sunday starts at noon. It's a late get-off. Southampton hosting Everton. Uh, Wolves at 12.30 are hosting Newcastle. Arsenal in the matinee on Sunday is hosting Leicester. And then a double Monday night feature, uh, Brighton and West Brom at 1.30. And Burnley and Spurs at 4. So, what are you... What are you looking most forward to? Well, so I'm going to give a little caveat here. So I'm going to be uh, in the woods hunting next ah, weekend. Yes. So I have to conserve my battery usage on what I can stream on my phone or else I would just, because I know I'll just be in a tree stand all day. Yes. So I have the time to watch all the games. Just not the ability. Correct. So it'll probably be on Saturday, United Chelsea, just because... I think that's a massive test for United. And to be honest, I think I want to watch West Ham City. I think that's a great game. 7.30, I won't be up moving around doing a bunch of stuff. I won't be able to watch that anyways. But United-Chelsea, I think, is going to be the game on Saturday to keep an eye on. Um, I'm worried. I'm a little worried. If the high last from Newcastle, from PSG... I mean, I don't like Timo Werner and Kai Havertz getting on the books and doing some fun stuff the weekend prior, but yeah. Uh, so I have I have the other one you mentioned, uh, West Ham City. Hmm. West Ham's been nicking results. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not the Cinderella that you know Villa is. No. Um, and City, you know, City should win that comfortably. So I'm watching it more for that. You know, uh, City wins. 2-0, 2-1, okay. I'd expect that. If I was a betting man, which I am, I would bet on like a 2-1 or a 3-1 city win, but a dirty win. Right. A dirty win that doesn't convince you that they're any better than we think they are One right now. One that you didn't feel great about. Right. Yeah. Like right now, the way we feel right now, we feel the same next week, and yet they still won type yeah. of thing. That's yeah, what no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. So um, we're, we're starting to, you know, it's – it's getting towards the end of October. There's only like 20-some more days until the next international break. Oof. Um, and then after that, you know, things are going to start picking up because we had the late start and they're trying to finish on time. And then, of course, December in England, we all know the yeah. congestion there. FA Cup will start to be introduced. You'll have the uh, the energy drink uh Trophy mm-hmm. Invitational Open mm-hmm. Cup. Uh, that will be wrapped up in January, I believe. And, of course, uh, Europe. So things are going to start happening. Things are going to start coming hot and fast. And so I think, I mean, you just look at the table. Everton, Villa, Liverpool, Leicester are your top four. Uh, Arsenal, 
Tottenham, Chelsea, Eastern European Nightclub FC, Leeds, Man City, Southampton, Newcastle, Palace, United Wolves, Brighton, Sheffield. Oh, no. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't even catch that. That was, a, that was a typo. I thought that was odd. Uh, so that was West Ham in eighth. Eastern European Nightclub FC is in 18th. Yes. Bad typo on my part. Uh, Fulham and Burnley rounded out. But there is from eight from West Ham all the way down to 13 as a log jam at seven points. Mm-hmm. And then you find you guys and Wolves yep. with six points and 14 and 15th, mm-hmm. which everybody's sure that you guys will both start making a march up. So there's this, you know, city being in 10th, right? Like there's, granted, they're, they have one last game played because they started later. Same with you as guys. We do Same with well, you guys. Yeah. Um, but Villa and Everton, you know, sitting the top is really fucking up. Well, what a lot of people thought was going to happen. Yeah, it's definitely not uh, uh, Liverpool, City, Chelsea. And to be fair. United. I think, you know, I enjoyed running away with it last year. Sure but from did. a sporting sense, you this know. It's fascinating. It's it's great. And to be frank, if as a United fan, if I have to lose the title to anybody that, I mean, anybody that isn't. The standard top six, I'm pretty happy with, I suppose. Yeah, you, but Villa, you'd rather be a unicorn coming out. Yeah, there. a Villa, even an Everton and Merseyside, oh, but I can put up with them more than a Liverpool. Yeah, but but yeah, just if I step back from my uh, red colored glasses, it's kind of fantastic. Hella goals. Yep, yep, yep hell yep. of a lot of goals, and some good football. Now we got some VAR issues, but there's no way that that's going anywhere anytime soon. I'd rather. So. I have lots of goals and compelling matches and compelling match weeks than not because, like Agreed. you said, those issues are going to remain. Agreed. All right. Well, you want to hit some business here real quick. Uh, I think we're wrapping up. Hit, hit some business. Read some details. And yeah. then we'll, uh, so, we'll get uh, out of here. You can catch us if you like the pod, if you don't like the pod, whatever. Uh, you can let us know that at topdrawerpod at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook is Top Drawer Podcast. Um, Instagram is top drawer pod. Um, we're posting there all the time, especially a lot on the Instagram. I think our Twitter is top drawer pod as well. Yep. Um, we're posting on, on most all those sites, especially Instagram a lot. We're talking about new games that are coming out. Uh, we're doing a, a, a giveaway. I, I've, I've labeled everybody that participated. I assigned Here everyone a number for those that commented multiple times, you can only follow us once. So, unfortunately, that was only one entry. We appreciate Appreciate it. you spreading the word. Yes. Um, but I've labeled all the comments with numbers, and I've actually just turned on my laptop again. So, uh, so for anybody that isn't new, sorry, you, you missed it, but don't worry. We'll be doing some more. But for right now, this is for... Uh, a brand new copy of FIFA 21 that just came out, I think, 10 days ago, 11 days, I think came out uh, the 9th of October, so 11 days ago, um, console of your choice. So again, sorry, anybody who's hearing this now, you're, you're, you missed it, but I'm sure in the next month or two, three months or whatever, yeah, I mean, we'll, you know, we'll do another, it may not be another uh, FIFA one, but it'll be a different giveaway. of FIFA points, maybe another FIFA game, maybe yeah. this, maybe that, who knows, right? Might get some merch working around here yeah. somewhere. So, but there's definitely going to be some more giveaways coming in the near, the very near future. Um, but, uh, you got that pull up here? I'm, I'm getting, you're working here. So what it's, I did was I, I got a random number generator. So we have, we had a handful, um, but we've got 13 different people on it. So I've got numbers one through 13. So what I'm going to do is I'll do it right now. I will do a, let me, I feel like I need to put my readers on. I don't have readers, but I feel like it every time. If you need it. I try to do have. something different. Um, I feel like just like glasses with just glass uh, uh, lenses in the frames. Just just for that feeling of dropping the glasses down on your eyes to look. Yeah, to just I feel like I need to tip my head back and look down my nose and go. Have my mouth kind of pursed open a yep. little bit. So I've got I've got this open right now, and I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna do a story, literally right now. So we've got I've got one through thirteen, random number generator. I'm gonna click it right now. Twelve. 
12 is a number. So let's find out who contestant number 12 is. You doing like a screen sharing story thing? No, no, I just did a story video, so I just put it on there. There it so, is. Right what do we got? It. Let's find. Let's find out right here, right now. If you guys stuck along, stuck around this long, you can listen to me babble as I go through this. That's all right. Oh no, Adam messed up. God damn it! Adam. There was some more I didn't see. I got to redo it. All right. Well, we'll do it after the pod. Uh, but it's coming. I'm glad I didn't announce the name. Sorry, twelve. <laughs> but so maybe it'll be the same person we'll see we'll see um yeah you got all the you got all the, the all business right, we did done. facebook instagram good. good hey if you're mad at us for fucking that up first thing sorry second thing email us and yell at us or comment yeah, let us stuff. know yeah, let us know right. well maybe don't sorry i don't care we don't have to well, take I mean, it hard anyways what are you gonna do what are you gonna do you ain't gonna do nothing all right well don't take that as as a challenge or a threat. Yeah, please don't. Sometimes Alex gets a little boisterous. It's yeah. okay, though. I got to pee. Sorry. Well, so for Match Week 5, Champions League's back. Mm. The matches haven't been shut down yet. Thank goodness. Let's hope things stay that way. Uh, match Week 6, we look forward to it. We'll probably have a little bit more Champions League and Europa to talk about next week. Um, so until then, uh, I'm Adam. I'm Alex. And this is Top Drawer.